California is considering uh, pushing legislation to shorten the work week. Uh, the proposal would entail there being a four-day work week with 32 hours in it. Does this make sense? And, and could this happen on a federal level? And if it passes, what kind of appeals would the employers be filing and would there be legal challenges that would be successful? With us to discuss this is Chicago attorney Amber Cox. She's a partner with the prestigious labor and employment law firm, Laner Muchen. She regularly advises and represents employers in labor law matters uh, across the city and across the state. Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Karen. How are you? Good. Have you been following this? It sort of came as a surprise to me, but I bet in, in your world of labor and representing employers, you've been following this for a while. I have, and and you're right. This is pending not only in California, but at the federal level as well. And I think, um, as you mentioned, part of it is employers trying to keep up with all of the vast changes brought about by the pandemic. People got used to working from home, and then there is this massive labor shortage currently in almost every industry. And so applicants are finding it um, easier to make bigger demands and to say things like, well, I want to work less. And so I think that the proponents of these bills are are those folks who, who find value in shortening how many hours they're working in a week and they're giving you know citing pros like well it makes me more productive and my morale is higher and it reduces unemployment because it's spreading hours to more workers and I have lower stress and more family time as a result and less commuting and things like that. So, you know, I would assume, let me just take a real stab in the dark here, that you I know you represent employers, you, you, you're you on that side of the, the table. The employers can't like this, right? Because what they're thinking is they're getting fewer dollars for the same amount of pay, because I think part of the legislation, if I'm not mistaken, is that the employers have to pay what they were paying before. So if they drop from 40 to 32 hours, they're going to have to pay their employees the same. Am I right about that? That's- that's exactly right. And yes, so as you can imagine, many employers are not in favor of this type of legislation. And um, the California Chamber of Commerce is also opposed to it for the reasons that you said. But right, especially think about 24-7 operations. We have a lot of clients who operate 24-7. And when you tell an employee you no longer have to work 40 hours a week, you can work 32 hours what have you just done to your, it's a scheduling nightmare. Um, you, you've got to recruit more people. You've got to hire more people and labor costs are going to be higher, which, you know, you just essentially have to make up for those eight hours that the employee who was working them yesterday is no longer working. You know, and I, you're paying the same, like you said. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> you know, from a, I'm an employer, so I, I'm looking at this from an employer standpoint. And and frankly, you know, the, the the kind of work I do, there's a lot of emergency issues like orders of protection or child abduction and things like that. And I just can't imagine my employee lawyer saying to me, "I'm sorry, it's Friday. It's not my. It's it, that's the fifth day, and I'm, I'm I can't work for you, or I can't stay after hours to finish something because that exceeds 32 hours." I mean. I'm not in that business, nor are you. And, and, and law is not the only profession that has emergent issues. So 
How do you see that working? I mean, and what happens? Does court get scheduled on Friday or not on Friday? Do we all have the same four-day work week or not? I mean, how does this work? Or not work. Right. (laughs) And I'm an employer, too. So I'm an equity partner at the firm, and I I hear you, and I understand these concerns. Um, You know, I think a couple things there, Karen, is one is this wouldn't apply to exempt employees like attorneys. It would apply to non-exempt employees who are the ones eligible for overtime. So I think, but, but when you look at it from the emergency perspective that you're raising, um, that's certainly not just in law, like you said. I mean, think about health care. Think right, about right. all of the CNAs and, and people who are doing hands-on bedside care with patients. And what if they just said, oh, like you said, oh, my gosh, you know, now I'm at 33 hours. Well, I got to go or you got to pay me overtime. So that's a big concern in, in health care and hospitals, public safety, even in manufacturing. I mean, you're running a big machine that's safety sensitive. And all of a sudden you click over to that, you know, past 32 hours and you're turning to your employer. Hey, you want me to stay? You got to you got to pony up the overtime. then, Right. So, and, and, and continuity of care, even just, you know, you know, you have to leave. But now we have another person coming in and we have to schedule people to make sure that there is, the you know, the passing of the baton. I mean, I just think that, you know, again, from an employer standpoint, uh, I think it's a nightmare. I mean, if I were an employee and thinking about it, I think it makes some sense. I think that, um, you know, we as Americans work very hard. I think people who drive themselves and type A personalities, I think I'm one of them, you know, it would be nice uh, to have kind of, you know, grown up in a system where I had more free time. Um, but, you know, I guess I'm wondering, what what is it? Do we know if it's going to pass or what the chances are of it passing in California? I don't think we know the chances. As far as I'm aware, it's, it's currently in the state committee on labor and employment for review. So I don't know how long that might take or what the chances are. I do know there are a lot of um, folks who are opposed to it, as you mentioned. And I, I guess I'll say this. I'm, I'm in your bucket. I'm a self-starter and, and I'm always going to work really hard. And I think that's one of the, the perhaps unintended consequences of this law as well, where the folks who are self-starters and who are going to work really hard and the exempt employees, for that matter, may be picking up the slack and may have to work harder because the non-exempt employees are going to make the same for working 32 hours as they did for making 40. And I think, or working 40, excuse me. And I think that, you know, like at our firm, for example, we have a flexible schedule. We offer attorneys the opportunity to work fewer, a fewer number of hours. And it's by choice. You know, anyone can raise their hand and say, I would, I would like a more flexible schedule. I would like reduced hours. And they take a commensurate reduction in pay. And we have, you know, Ivy League lawyers doing this. And probably if we didn't offer it, we might not get those lawyers to come work for us. I'm the recruiting chair. So I know the difficulties in recruiting and I can relate to employers' um, challenges in finding employees right now. Good, you know, quality employees. So I think it would be nice, to your point, if employers could choose if, or, you know, say we want to offer these flexible schedules to folks. And here's how we think it should be structured. 
Yeah. And, and offer something that makes sense for their business. And, and you know, we might be heading toward the direction of reduced hours and more flexibility anyway, because of what you said, because we got used to it in COVID. We got used to working on our pajamas. We got used to <laughs> having, you know, maybe picking up some hours on Saturday and taking off early on Friday. And, you know, a, a lot of people work better that way, that, that they can kind of pick and choose. Uh, so maybe we're heading that way. And anyway without having to force it on employers and employees um we only have and you you bring up the employee thing and i think it's very interesting i just wanted to comment that you know there's all this talk about the benefits to employees and how we're seeing you know lower health care costs and everybody's mentally healthier and all those things except one thing that's not being talked about much at least that i've seen is the intensified pace of the work during the four days you're working or during the 32 hours that you are working. And that sounds very stressful to me. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard Parkinson's law, but the old adage that, you know, your work essentially expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. (laughs) And I think I found that to be true in my life, mostly in my personal life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I only have 10 seconds to slap together this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that's what I got. And that's you're getting the sandwich, but it's going to be in 10 seconds. If I had five minutes, it might be more gourmet, but um, the same result is going to, is going to come out of that. And I, I would think that, you know, employees should just be aware that if you are trying to cram the same amount of work or the same outcome as at least expected of you in a much shorter period of time, that does sound intense and stressful. It does. I didn't even think about that part of it. Uh, Amber, uh, if uh, people wanted to get in touch with you, Amber Cox is a partner at Lehner Muchen, which really concentrates its practice in employment and labor on the uh, employer side. I do get a lot of people who are employers. Uh, how would they contact you, Amber? Oh, well, you can call our firm at uh, 312-467-9800, or you can email me at acox at com. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, beautiful Easter sunny day. Uh, thank you so much for explaining this to us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. All right, take happy, care. Happy holiday. T- to everybody.